Like, I, I love, like, when Helen Mirren just shows up and shit, and you're just yeah. like, yeah, she's going to be in shit. You want me to be Sarah Winchester? No problem. She's, like, done. <laughs> Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror notebook to corrupt one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices, spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy foxy fellows and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the the final girl. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry. I'm Julia. This week, we're going to be talking about 1985's The, the Stuff. Stuff. It's never enough. Oh, my God. I love this movie so much. <laughs> I am not ashamed to say I love trash. And this is hot, hot trash. It is. It should be on hot, a double. Hot, trash. <laughs> on a double feature with Chud. Is my, <gasps> is like, they're like of the same oh ilk. Oh, my God. Yes. I want to watch that Like mid-range feature. actors really trying and just going kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like actors that are either about to be famous or were already like kind of famous, like just chewing the scenery. So literally, literally. yes, uh, <laughs> yes. This is from the OG horror movie notebook. This is one Marion and I watched in college. Uh, the, that must have been a fun night. It was fun. Uh, you have some Cool Whip afterwards. It's delicious. Um, I the, would never want to eat Cool Whip again. <laughs> Don't trust it. Cool Whip so delicious. Uh, and speaking of which, the tagline for this movie: It's smooth and creamy. It's low calorie and delicious. It kills. It's the stuff. <laughs> it's pretty good. So the poster for this movie, like, perf- like they had the like the idea for it before it like went on for it. But you just have dessert product that kills. That's all you need, and then you just go forward with that. It's brilliant, and it like literally like I love the meta like kind of thing about the marketing for it being yes. like part of the film. Part of the film. Yes. Yes. This is definitely a, a Larry Cohen at his best kind of going chewing the scenery kind of stuff. So um, we have. I have an interesting story for you about um, Michael Moriarty, mm-hmm. who uh, plays uh, Mo Rutherford yes. in this movie. Because so you want Mo, always want Mo, always want Mo. Uh, he uh, he won a Tony, by the way. Uh, he's also won an Emmy and a Golden Globe. This uh, actor, yeah, because he's amazing. Because he goes on to Law and Order and yes. like all this other wonderfulness, along with like Paul Servino too, also Law and Order. But apparently, in 1971, Michael Moriarty was in a production of The Night Throw Spent in Jail. Stopped halfway through the performance, told the audience he was too tired to continue, and walked off stage. Audience had to go home, and he skipped town. <laughs> what? That is wild. Can you imagine as an actor doing that? That's I mean, I wanted to as an actor. I've <laughs> sure. definitely been there where I'm like, well, no. we still have another. Like, I did one show that was four and a half hours. Oh, my God. And I just remember, I mean, like, through Hurricane Sandy. And I just remember just being exhausted, and it's raining, and it was just cold. And we're like, well, we still got two more hours. Let's do this show. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't imagine leaving. <laughs> um, I have some alternate universe casting for you. Yes. Uh, we could have had a chocolate chip Charlie. Uh, Arsenio Hall. I heard about this because I went down a rabbit hole a little after this movie because I was obsessed and I could so see that he yeah. would be great. But I'm really glad that we have who we have. But oh my god, yeah, he would kill it. Yes, and with his kind of weird long fingers like dipping into that <laughs> stuff, I think it would be really wonderful. 
<laughs> You're laughing because it's true. It is true. That's why I'm laughing. Wes is also like, yes. really? Yeah, I'm picturing his fingers and yes, I see it now. Yes, see? <clears throat> so we have a, a night watchman at seems to be a quarry or a mining that finds uh, in the in the snow some some white stuff bubbling and out of the ground. eating it. I was like, really? Literally, my first note was like, why would this old guy just eat some random stuff? Well, he sniffs it first, and then he eats it. like, into it. And he's like, oh, it's creamy and good. (laughs) Hey, why don't you try some? And the other guy's like, what the hell is it? He hands it to his friend. He's like, I don't know, just some stuff. But if enough of it comes out of the ground, we could sell it. Let's and make a movie about it. <laughs> uh, and so we and we are introduced to Jason, the little boy protagonist in this movie. Um, so did you recognize Scott Bloom and Brian Bloom, the brothers? The brothers, yeah. I knew they were real brothers right away. And I was like, I know these boys. They're so cute. And I think I had crushes on both of them. Yes. So Jason, uh, mm-hmm. Jason uh, Scott Bloom was in Who's the Boss? He was. And then Brian Bloom, I, I went down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. of a movie called Dance Till Dawn, a 1988 like teen prom movie that had like Alyssa Milano and Christina I Applegate. I definitely watched and- that back in the day. Brian Bloom's holding in that. Oh my Side God. Note. Crushes on all them because they had those big blue eyes yeah. and the dark hair. And Beautiful. there was something about that. I was like, <gasps> yeah. Who doesn't like that? Oh, but, I don't know. Crazy people. Uh, so Jason is opens, the, goes down in the middle of the night for a midnight snack and sees the stuff move in his refrigerator and is like, ooh, tries to tell his dad. Dad has no patience. No one believes him. Just send him back, back to bed and eat some stuff. Because they all love the stuff. Because enough is never, never enough. enough. I find the commercials the most delightful part of this movie, to be honest. They're great. They reminded me of you because they all like aesthetically look like Julia. Like the colors are right. I think every movie that we talk about, you're like, it's like you, Julia. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like no, every movie. Not every movie. <laughs> Annihilation, different because of the prism. Yes. And you love prism-y things. There's certain things about it, but I get why you like, why you love these movies too yes. so much. Um, but yeah, I also wrote Shitty Dad because this dad, it was not great. He's kind of mean. And yeah. I was like, oh no, I don't trust the dad mm-hmm. already. But we finally meet Mo, who will be our leading man, who is mm-hmm. a industrial saboteur. Yes. And he's on a yacht meeting. And I was like, 80s, yacht. Now, this is my shit. Oh, yeah. I love yacht things. Where's I the love, yacht rock? Like, little yacht rock action. Um, full on, like, rich, rich, muck, muck, like, New York style guys. It feels like an old, like, weird Trump yacht. You know what I mean? All these guys are like, and like well, we of industry. Yes. And we run ice cream companies and the stuff is, is leading into our sales. And you need to find out what the stuff is made of because no one will say. And no of course, one they're knows. on their yacht planning this too. Yeah, which I and love. And he just like breezes in, like, "Hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. You guys got some money for me? Great! I'm going to go do this and cost you a bunch of money. See you guys later." Yeah, he's, they're hey. like, they told him to keep the world safe for ice cream. Yes, <laughs> punching, pu- punching motherfuckers on the way out the door, like no big thing. Yeah, he's so so chill. He's and I was so cool. I like it. I, he's got a good like like drawl, southern drawl. Yeah, he's real, just like. He's a little, um, what's it like Matlocky, you know, a little bit like, Oh, just coming in here. Matter of fact. Yeah. But he's already spied on these guys because he's a, a good saboteur. He had already like spied on them and like left a little bug in this other guy. And like, so he's way ahead of the game. He's ahead of these just guys already goes into, uh, we see, we meet Nicole who is directing a fashion suit. We've got some models in white fur coats, bathing suits and heels. And we're eating some stuff. Yes. With their big 80s hair. This is the moment yes. I was like, yes, this is why I'm here for this like 80s fashion show. Like, why are they wearing fur coats with bathing suits? The most like, like, <laughs> no I was one just no, like to no show one, you how rich you are. Yeah. I was like, no one does that unless you're trying to flaunt your money. Because if you're wearing a bathing suit, it's probably fine outside and you're eating this stuff that's like supposed to be like an ice cream kind of thing. Hilarious. Uh, and Mo just saunters right on into the shoot disturbs the shoot and then the the director's like oh great great 
It says like, he says like, I'm the, I own this oil company and I want to buy your agency because you're so amazing. Well, she's the PR lady. So yes. she's, she's not, doesn't own the agency, but she named the stuff, but she named the stuff and she's the one that put the stuff on the map. Basically. She did the sales pitch and mm-hmm. everything and she walks off her own shoot. And I was like, no. Oh. Interesting. Well, no, because he doesn't, because he says, I'm going to buy the agency and I'm going to put you in charge. And yes. that's what she's like. Well, if okay. you're going to do that, well, then let's go. Great. Let's go. Like, where's your limo? And he's like, yeah, he's actually, they have a limo fight. He's like, well, my limo's outside. She's like, well, my limo's outside too. Yeah. He's like, mine's bigger. She's like, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Jason is freaking out in his hometown supermarket, trying to destroy every can of the stuff that he can, because he knows it's killing. And he's like, it's moving, it's moving. And no one will believe him. So he's knocking over displays. And- I love this. He takes it out of that kid. He's yeah. eating his kid. This little kid's eating it. Like, I'm so 80s, like in the little shopping cart, you know, like on the back. And the mom's like, what? Because he grabs the stuff out of this kid and throws it on the floor. And I love that the stuff is in like the normal aisle, the refrigerator aisle and the freezer aisle. Like it's everywhere. Um, unbeknownst to us, in the background of this scene, we have some people that don't get credited. Eric Bogosian is a clerk in this scene. Of course. Patrick Dempsey is in this scene. I need to rewatch the scene. Apparently just like one of the kids in this scene. And then uh, later we will, uh, Mira Savina is going to be like uncredited, unshown. Of course, because her dad. Her dad's in this. Um, so Jason gets uh, charged for vandalism. And now, but there's a newspaper article that says this kid who is in Long Island is kind of freaking out because he's and saying doesn't trust the, the, stuff. the stuff moves. And Moe's like, hmm. I want to meet that kid. Uh, he also goes to meet Danny Aiello. Yes. Who's just chilling out as Mr. Vickers. This scene was confusing to me. I never quite understood what was happening with this. Well, this was the pre, the pretext for this was that, um, uh, when Mo met with those yacht guys, they were like, Hey, the FDA basically pushed this through. Like the FDA often does things kind of get pushed through sometimes if it's not truly needing to feel like it's regulated, like just vitamins or whatever, stuff like that sometimes happens. And so these guys, um, basically were like, Hey, everyone who worked on this particular case is either on vacation or has no longer with the FDA or basically is dead. So they've been paid off is basically what happened. And if they didn't let the stuff go through, they got killed. And if they did, um, they got paid off in some way. So he's one of the few people that he can actually go find to talk to. Right. So this is to really show you what really kind of happened to one of these people. But he seems very nervous and very antsy. And like, they've got a big guard dog with him, but they, but he seems real weird with the dog. And like, Mm -hmm. he's saying, Oh, like everything's above board. And like, uh, the stuff is fine. And I don't know what's in it, but that's fine. But I eat it all the time. And you're like, like oh, oh, no. You're a stuffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so As we- they are called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he, so he tells him about this place, State or Virginia, where everything basically went down is where they tested it out and where everything's been paid off. So Mo decides to go down there after this crazy dog moment that like, he has. Yeah, the, the, the dog like puking up stuff except stuff the- so you realize the dog's been eating stuff because remember he said oh that dog's big yeah because it's bigger than he should be for what he is so the stuff is so oh, okay so is vickers he vickers is not eating the stuff but he's giving the dog the stuff and the stuff now the stuff dog is crazy 
I think they're both on the stuff, okay. I think is what happened. I think he has to have the stuff at his house because they probably forced him to have it there, right. made him a stuffy and left that dog to guard him. Ah, The dog is there to keep him in the house because okay. he hasn't gone anywhere and he just has all that stuff. Got it. I think that's what happened to Mr. Vickers and he just eats stuff. Um, and so he's left there with that dog to attack him. So on to state of Virginia, we go mm-hmm. where everybody's moving away. It seems like there's nobody here in this town, right? Uh, it's a ghost town and a uh, Mo or a stuffed town, a stuffed town. Uh, Mo gets into a fight slash easy Alliance with chocolate chip. Charlie. Yeah. By Garrett Morris, who just jumps out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere. <laughs> He's yeah. great. And they tussle for like two seconds. And they're like, Oh, haha, we're, we're on, on the, the same, same side. Mm-hmm. So that's, we're both trying to figure out because uh, he owns a cookie company and now his, his business is failing and the stuff he's bought out his family. And so now he's on the hunt. He's going to figure out who's behind the stuff and mm-hmm. what's in it. He wants to stop it as well. So he's followed the same kind of rabbit, like whatever down the rabbit hole that Mo has gone down. And so they figured out that something's amiss in this little town. And everybody's mail is being forwarded to Midland, Georgia. So what's that about? Mm-hmm. They- but before that, they have a tussle with some, with the post office guy. Yes. Um, who turns into goop basically. Yeah, and like it falls out of his, his mouth drops open and the goop falls out of him and flees. I think it deserves a little bit. I mean, that's a pretty good effect is like this face, like opening up to have all this stuff being pumped out of it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty scary. It's I, cool. No, it looks awesome. But the stuff also moves independently kind of up the wall, out the window. Like the stuff is sentient enough to know like it's threatened. We're so going to leave. going to leave this vacate this body that and it's been stuffing. And then we're out of here and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. So they head down to Midland, Georgia. I forgot to mention that my hands are lethal weapons. That's what Char- Chocolate uh, Chip Charlie always says. Yes. That's like his tagline. Like he's like some sort of badass. You and you look at him, you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they have a kind of tussle with the local guys and they end up fleeing in a boat. Well, they go, yeah, because they go to this diner. Yes. They and just cut to, they're like in a boat, in a diner. And you're like, oh, okay, that was a crazy cut where they're having this very like, plaintively loud conversation like well why don't you go see this fbi man mm-hmm. frank herbert who p.s wrote dune so it's like <laughs> hi guys that's hilarious fbi agent frank herbert uh and then they split up mm-hmm. so to mo- try to go tackle this the situation so chocolate chip charlie's got to go find the fbi guy and mo just like saunters into like the ceo of the stuff's office and it's just like hey here we are. Let's talk about this. But of course, he knows who he is. He's a rogue. He's a crook. Well, they've been, this is before, right before he gets to this. Is this where they try to kill him, though? Who? Because he gets attempted murder, Mo, when he's walking oh, over. Oh, when they try to run him over. When he was in the diner, first there was this lady, like the um, waitress who's like, he's. they ask, oh, I hope you don't have any stuff here. She's like, oh, no, no, we don't serve that here. But okay. she cuts back to the her going to the um, refrigerator, and there's a ton of stuff in that refrigerator. Yes. And so um, she makes like a call of some sort. And so when he gets back to like the New York area, it looks like um, he's walking across the street, and all of a sudden you see this girl who's at an ice cream cart that's ha- got the stuff, and she like pulls out a little walkie talkie and then all of a sudden there's this big like stuff truck, stuff truck that tries to hit Mo and take him down. I was like, Oh, attempted murder on Mo. Um, I was like, Oh no, this could be terrible. But this is when he eventually cuts yeah. to him going to have this meeting with right. Cause the Mo, head of the stuff. Mo is unflappable. Like you can't really like throughout this entire movie. It's just like, hell. Yeah, I got it. No problem. I'm an industrial saboteur. I've seen it all before stuff. 
He worked okay. for the FBI before he got fired, but you know, whatever. Yeah, he might be a little bit unstable, but yeah. that's totally fine. No biggie. Uh, and we find out that even the CEO of the stuff has no idea what is in it right. and just says, doesn't know what it is or what it wants. Uh, but Mo's like, you know, I could just uh, shut you down or kill you. And he's like, you know what? How about you work for me? It's like, uh, here's $25,000 and a contract. And, mm-hmm. and Mo's like, you know who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'll just give you all this money. Like, oh, that's an odd, odd choice. I just threatened to kill you, but okay. Whatever. It's like, I'll take the money though. So now he's a double agent working for mm-hmm. pretty much everybody. everybody. And uh, as long as you pay me, that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, so he goes to, he's going to go see if he can find out about this Jason kid. Yeah, he wants to see the kid. Because Jason's family have become stuffies mm-hmm. and all they do is eat the stuff constantly. There's just garbage bag full of stuff containers everywhere. And they have like the, the we see like the commercials again are on TV while the family's like eating all the stuff. Oh, it's so good for you. And I've lost yep. so much weight. Enough is never enough. And then one of the, I was looking at even one of the dancers in the commercial. She's one of the main dancers in a chorus line movie as oh, well. Nice. I was like, oh. She's a real New York dancer, like in this like New York like little like commercial. This is great, um, but yeah. But the stuff hater kid gets grounded for life because he won't eat the stuff. Yeah, because he's saying there's something alive, and they're like, oh, there's something alive in yogurt and bread. His it's family's totally- now like Stepford stuff family yes. now. They're creepy, but they make the fatal mistake of not making him eat in front of them, and they're just like, let me send you off to your room to do that. And so he, well, they're like, you have to finish it till you come downstairs. So they don't think he's smart enough, and they're also like stuff heads now, so they're not smart anymore. Either either no like you get stupid because your whole body's full of stuff now it's just filling up with stuff Mm -hmm. white delicious goo so he goes upstairs dumps it and then gets the great idea to put shaving cream in the thing which means he comes downstairs but i love a bunch of shaving cream it's so gross but while he's dumping i love this while he's dumping the stuff in the toilet in the bathroom you look behind his head and there's like this like satanic poster that's got like this like pentagram and stuff above his head while he's doing it. he's like this is evil and i just love the juxtaposition of him like being like this is terrible and evil <laughs> while he's got like the satan poster behind him and i was like nice little foreshadowing in the background so yes he's eating shaving cream as and he heads downstairs and his plan goes all according to plan until he starts to get sick from eating shaving cream uh and then his family knows he's not really eating the stuff well yeah because they t- dip into it and they're like oh this isn't stuff and so they start to chase after him but most of the restroom and uh, kidnaps him slashes rescues him yeah then, well, like, when when his family's running him out of from down the street and so yeah he does kind of kidnap him slash rescue him because he's because taking the family him says they're never tired anymore either but now that they're on the stuff so they're not even like they're just really fast uh and not only like taking him but also taking him across state lines into georgia where he's going to put him on a private plane and then the kid's going to fall asleep and then he's going to leave him there yeah this is the part where i was like the logic on this does that you don't leave a child i mean he left him with the pilot and told the pilot to wake him up at a certain time but i was also like when you're in the middle of like trying to figure out a conspiracy that's not when you leave a small child alone with on this a random pilot and be like, yeah, flying back to savannah a couple hours like mm, dubious mo dubious yep. but mo don't care he always wants mo always wants mo so so the plane starts to flood and jason wakes up just as the plane starts to flood so he escapes flood with the out, stuff flood with the stuff i mean you can just watch the stuff flow endlessly it is quite it's beautiful intoxicating yeah um and if he flees off into the forest and into eventually a cave in a mine where we have this giant mining company um where they are there's tanker trucks that are driving out mm-hmm. to this mining company that have the stuff logo at them yeah and what are they and so jason's like oh just hide in one of these trucks 
also a kid, bad kid move, total kid Amateur move. And move. I was like, kid, that they're going to fill that thing with stuff and yeah. it's not going to be good for you. There's a reason it's empty. Right. Also, how hard was it? I must've been for them to film in that truck. Mm-hmm. Like they had to get a camera and a whole like crew mm-hmm. down in there to film that sequence. Or they got to cut out and filmed it that way. Yeah, it's true. But I know they didn't have a lot of money for this, so they probably did climb in there knowing no. them. Um, and in the meantime, um, Rutherford and Nicole, the PR lady, have gone to take a limo to the factory. Mm-hmm. And they're taking a tour, and it's a weird tour because you can see that they keep trying to ask questions and figure out, and most taking pictures, even though they're telling him not to. Um, but they, they're trying to figure out what the ingredients are, what's in it. And they're like, we can't tell you. We it's don't know because it's not it's pri- proprietary. It's the same as like Coca-Cola. doesn't yeah. have to tell you what in the Coca-Cola. Right. It's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys just go have a nice evening? We can come mm-hmm. back tomorrow, talk right. about tomorrow. And they joke about how the workmen are eating all the profits, ha, 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 which means all the workmen are stuffies too, and they force them to eat it if, they're, if you're working there. Mm-hmm. But they do have cool yeah, matching yellow jumpsuits. They do have dope jumpsuits and like little hats and stuff too. And um, they look like fun little workers, but it looks like a terrible job at the same time. So, so they do go back and get a hotel room for the evening mm-hmm. and they seem to be having a nice normal evening when all of a sudden stuff comes out of the pillows. Yeah. And it starts coming from them. And then this random dude crashes into the room and it starts coming for them well, as well. Well, because it sounds like, it sounds like somebody's attacking somebody. That's why. So he thinks like, oh, and he comes in and he's like, oh my gosh. And he gets attacked by the stuff. The attack that was really meant for Mo and Nicole happens this to this other stranger. Guy. So fun fact. Yes. This rotating room that it's we the use. the same room as Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Yeah. So, Tina's death was in this exact same room as now used for the stuff. They saved a lot of money. I heard Larry Cohen use the, a lot of the sets as much as he could from Nightmare as well, too. Thank um, you, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Not only did you give up. us such a great movie, you also gave us... The stuff. And the rotating room for the stuff. So they end up mm-hmm. escaping in a random truck and fall end up, by chance, following the very truck that Jason is stuck in into the mining company. But, sorry, I'm going to stop again for these random cameos we got. Oh, sorry. Abe Vigoda is in the commercial for the stuff while they're in the hotel room. Yes. And I about lost it. <laughs> I was like, holy goodness. The actors they got just for cameos and for the commercials is Unbelievable. Yeah. But Abe Vigoda sighting in this, and I was just like, oh, Abe Vigoda and the stuff. Okay, yes, back on <laughs> after they've escaped so the, they f- the death room. And yes. Like, this is great too because you can't just skip over this too because it was fire in that room too. Yes. Because the way that we can kill monsters in horror movie survival, fire. Fire is one of the best ways to kill monsters, and it definitely works on the stuff. You got to burn it up, you got to fire it up. So that's what they learned in this fiery motel, which is just also a beautiful effect too. That's very true. So they go out and they find the giant vat of, not vat, because it's in the ground. The mine. Pond. Mm-hmm. Sea of stuff. Uh-huh, which is a beautiful claymation or, yeah. Like, and they're sucking it straight out of the ground mm-hmm. and putting it right in the truck. No filter, no fuss, no muss. Just like they're not doing anything to it. They're not treating it. No. They just put it right into the, oh, it's right from the ground. Well, luckily Mo st- stole a jumpsuit, so he is able to get it on there. He's going to see what's happening. And remember, poor Jason is still stuck down in one of those trucks. Uh, and they have uh, a creepy, like, Big Brother-esque PA system that's blaring out propaganda to them. Yeah. Soon the hunger of the world will be a thing of the past. The earth is giving off the food that will nourish all and guide us to a new order of life. Yeah, I don't trust a place that does that. That's terrifying. No, that's not good. I don't like it. Um, and so he has some distraction 
uh, explosions as he's going to set so he mm-hmm. can distract everybody while yep. he escapes. Uh, and I was like, did he put bombs on his ankles? And I was like, oh, they are bombs. That's my notes. Ankle bombs. Ankle bombs. They're pretty amazing. Here's Jason crying for help on the inside of his truck because mm-hmm. the stuff has started to come in the truck. Yep. He is safe nowhere. So Rutherford is like, well, I needed to get proof and I need to grab one of these trucks. So he, after he punches out one of the guys who recognizes him down on the site though, too, from the tour earlier mm-hmm. in the day and takes that guy's hat and then takes the truck and he's off and blowing as, up mountains as he goes, as he detonates the mines. Yeah. He contaminated so much stuff. Um, they that should was, be eating it. That's the point. That's Julia. the point. I know. I know. <laughs> such a beautiful white sea of stuff. Right. Um, and then the market guy shows back up who, and he attacks Nicole and yeah. they run him over, but like, he's not, but not human. Before she gouges his eyes out. Oh yeah. She gouges his eyes, which I loved. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah. And then Rutherford comes up, Mo and like runs him over, but he isn't not really a person anymore. Cause he's also a stuffy. stuffy. Uh, and then they're, they think they're making their escape pretty good, but then they get pulled over by a cop. And because like, they, he pulled it out while there was a hose hooked to the back. So it's so just the dangling. hose has been dangling in the back, which just dangled. It's me with my hand waving. You can't see. I was like, dangle, 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 dangle. <laughs> so they go, the cop pulls him over. Oh, she's lost it. <laughs> no, because it just reminded me of that. Anyway, the sound just reminded me of like I I I've snuck in booze to the movie theater. I'll admit it, and I I definitely took like a bottle of like some Sailor Jerry wants to go see a movie, and my friends still to this day make fun of me. And they go clink 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 because I dropped the bottle at one point, and you oh, could hear it rolling roll down like down. the like the stadium seating, and it was like clink 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 as it was, it was empty. Um, and anytime I hear that sound, that's what it made me think of. I was like, it's like clink 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 down the road. <laughs> so I just anyway. That's all. Luckily, the cop is a stuffy. (laughs) (laughs) And so they lure the cop to the back of the truck um, because stuff has been oozing out of the back because of the hose. And they pretend that they're Jason and and Nicole pretend that they're eating it. And then they get the cop to eat it. And then they make a break for it and head off to Colonel Spears's castle. (laughs) So so weird. Random. Like what? Well, they drive up. I was like a castle. Why are they escaping to a castle in the middle of nowhere. Because he's like, we need to go to a big city. Castle. Interesting. Not what I call a big city, but nope. let's go. And he meets Paul Sorvino. Who yeah, is- he hops out of the truck and all of a sudden, because it looks like nothing's there and it's like this crazy field and he hops out of the truck and then all of a sudden these like soldiers emerge out of like the gra- tall grasses and they take him up to the colonel, which is... Paul Servito. And they have this conversation where Moe's kind of blackmailing him. He has some information that doesn't want out. He's kind of doing that too, but he also plays to the colonel's strong because he because Moe's a good double agent. He knows how to work somebody. So he's also playing to the conspiracy theory things that the colonel is spouts. So the colonel has got like these radio stations and he spouts like a lot of like propaganda on the basically and like fringe ideas and theories that he thinks are absolutely right. Like Russian interference or whatever kind of stuff. Like that's his thing. So, so he tells him, well, this will tell you, tells him what happened and there's a, you can save America and you can be a hero. Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, in that case. All right. He's into that. He yes. wants, he wants, he's a hero. He is an American hero. So yep. Colonel Spears is ready. 
So they go back to this plan and have this uh, bombard yeah. the factory with this yeah. army attack. Well, they do it like a Trojan horse style. Yeah. So they have one of the um, one of the colonel's men dressed like this, like kind of like um, looks like a motorcycle guy. And he hops out of the truck and brings the missing truck back. And so um, he comes to the front and he's like, oh, I want some money. I brought this missing truck back. I found it down the road just abandoned. And the Trojan horses, all of a sudden, the colonel's men yeah. bombard the factory and they come in and they go in to take it over. Uh, and the PA comes on telling the workers do not resist to follow the agreed plan of action, uh, which is not good. It's not great. And, but I love it when um, they enter and Colonel Spears is like, I'm going to get you all you stuffy sons of bitches. <laughs> he says, I don't I kind of like the sight of blood, but this is disgusting. Yeah, they just bleed stuff. Yeah. Much so. like the devil's reign a few weeks earlier where we had pink yeah. and green milk. This is like just goo. Cool whip coming out of your orifices and blood. It's kind of fun gore because it's just gooey gore. Mm -hmm. um, it's like marshmallowy goodness. Yeah, but the colonel doesn't like it because he's like, no show of resistance. I don't like this. This is anticlimactic. Yeah, mass suicide. They all Mad killed themselves. Mass stuff aside. Oh, That's pretty good, right? I think they were stuffed. Oh, they were. Fully stuffed. Um, yeah, so the stuff starts flowing through the factory and attacking and it's Jason and Nicole that. have to run and they're mm -hmm. trying to run away from the stuff and it's bursting out of the walls and the silos and it's like a giant stuff explosion which they just leave there yeah and they're just like we're gonna go to atlanta now and go on this radio station well they gotta warn off. america because right. now that they they can't the, they're done with the factory so no one's gonna be taking it anywhere because they're all dead yeah down there but at the the we, they know that the stuff moves independently blob-esque it could just move anywhere yeah, but we don't have the budget for that. Okay. So what right, we're going right, to do right, is thank you. we're going to go to the radio station. We're also going to get a really great moment for Paul Savino to like chew the scenery and like be amazing and also wonderful and terrible all at the same time while he's heading on Nicole, the PR lady, who's clearly with Mel. But he's like, I don't care. I'm claiming you as my lady. He's like, what you did for the stuff? Can you do that for me? Can you be my PR lady? Mm. Can you just like make me just as big and wonderful? Yeah. And she's just like, uh. And he reminded me a little Jonathan Winters, like his kind of bits in this too, uh -huh. which are just so fun to watch. Um, and they take all these cabs from the, they pick these private planes and they take cabs to the airport. And this is my favorite little moment where he's like, all right, men pay the drivers a 10% tip and then report back up to me. <laughs> he's like very specific about how he wants the drivers to be taken care of after this, in the midst of this like craziness, but it shows you he's got it all together. Everything's yeah. perfectly in order because he's the Colonel. So they're going to get, they're going to go on the air. They're going to tell the American public about the stuff and not to eat it. But chocolate chip Charlie shows up just at that moment, just randomly. Like, hey, maybe I could go on the air and say some stuff too. And the colonel's like, ah, I don't know. He almost he tries men attack him, and like Momo's like, no, 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 no. He's cool. He's with me. We're on the same side. He's great. And then Colonel says, I will permit the colored man to speak. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Hilarious. But anyway, uh wonderful and terrible stuff. And chocolate chip Charlie, as we find out. He's one of them. He's been turned into a stuff. His face opens up so good. So, so much good. stuff goes bleh. So waxy. So modely. Um, yeah, and he goes on and he's been compromised. I said, oh no, he's been compromised. And uh, they have to go on and they, this is a great like kill scene too because they are in the radio, like in the boot, one of the booths. So they have to 
bust up the glass in between like, you know, the shatter, like almost kind of shatterproof style glass, but they shatter it. And then uh, Mo gets like cuts to some electrical cords and they electrocute the stuff that's flown out of him. Because remember, fire works against this. They got to electrocute these gooey remains. All you got to do is cook it and then we're all good. So Mm -hmm. he's got it. But then they end up Colonel comes on the air to tell that he's going to do give the announcement. Let everyone know stuff. You got to throw it away. But then we'll cut to some people just going bananas and now they know and they, they're throwing away their stuff and their public stuff burning and they're blowing up stuff stores and the, and the people are against it. Mm-hmm. Or are they? But the people who run the stuff corporation have this new product called the taste. The taste. Yeah. As it's you only do. got 12% stuff in it. So it's not enough to be addictive. No. And Mo comes in and is like, you know what? I got a I got a friend here. Jason comes in and Jason's all like hardened now. He's tough. He's like final boy like yeah. I made it through something. He's like he even says it. I've been through a lot. And yeah. I love that. He's like, so cute. You've seen some shit. He's seen some things. He's like my whole family went all crazy. Like they're gone. Like it's just him. And this stuff's not around anymore. But they happen to have found a couple of cases and maybe they're just going to make the CEO of the stuff who was now partnered with the ice cream people who were paying him in the beginning and just force them to eat at gunpoint the stuff yeah eat this or eat that yeah um and just ends with them like eating shoving mm-hmm. it in their face and then we cut to stress and dodgy looking drug deal kind of thing going yeah, on and what does he got the back, what's he got on the back of that truck case of the stuff case of the stuff and there's some people that are still out there that are, like scratching themselves like gotta have it gotta have it gotta they do the I like it. the taste to make it. sure yeah. it's pure yeah and they want the actual stuff. So there's still some stuffies out there. They are addicted for life. Mm-hmm. So that's the stuff. Yeah. Super fun. Julia's like, Ugh. Nah. Nah. I love, I love I'll, you, Julia. I'll take an annihilation or a ready your door any day. Of the oh week. my God. I will take a stuff. That's where our, our podcast divides. <laughs> um, let's get into some gore factor. Um, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, bathtub of blood. Five, run for the barf bag. Uh, this is a 1.5, my beauties, because pretty much all of the blood is white goo. <laughs> so if you call it, if it's stuff counts as gore, then it's very gory, but stuff is not gore. So it's a 1.5. Uh, movie ratings, zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, very qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastical. I gave this a 3.5. Seen worse, seen better. A little bit more. It's, it's all right. Uh, I gave it a two because I don't think it's a horror film. I think it's comedy. Straight up. (laughs) How can I give this more than you? Because that's where we go. Because you're looking at like, is it a scary thing? And I was like, nah, it's not scary at all. It's like, it's so funny to me. Like, it's so silly. All right. Um, Well, if you're giving it a two, then I'm going to give it a two. I'm not giving it more than you. Okay, You like this movie more than I do. I do. I love it. Um, I can still give it a two and love it. But this is one of the movies that would be fun at a party. So it's one of those kind. Absolutely. It's a Friday night, beers in your hand, good party. Uh, so next week, yeah. another movie that would be fun at a party. Uh, we are watching Terror Vision. Yes. It's a crazy goodness. one. Let's do some 80s-ness. It looks so weird. I can't wait. It is weird. Yeah. Uh, and please talk to us on our social media. We would love to hear from you and also our Patreon. If you would love to subscribe, we would love to have you. 
Yeah, because you get episodes a little early. We get um, a monthly newsletter and bonus content every month. Um, and you can suggest movies to us. And we're probably more than likely to pick yours over a lot of other people. So <laughs> just putting it out there. Um, we have some great films coming up for you guys and some great bonus content and some wonderful interviews that are coming up. <gasps> what? We're talking to other people? Mm. Could this be? Mm. We got some horror celebrities coming your way, so I'm pretty excited about it. Tease it, tease it out, tease it out. I'm just saying. All right. Horror celebrities coming to your way. (laughs) Not just me and Julia. I know we're your horror celebrities. Yes. (laughs) That's us. Uh, So we will see you next week for Terror Vision. Yes. Can't wait. 